0: 2 Timothy chapter 2, beginning in verse 1. And I want to go ahead and just read these two verses to you as a foundation of what I'm going to speak this morning. It says, this is Paul speaking to his son Timothy. He says, you therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things you have heard from me among many witnesses, commit these to faithful men and women who will be able to teach others also. And this morning, I want to continue the series of Let My People Grow. And this morning, I want to speak to you on the subject of growing the disciples. Growing the disciples. Let me ask you, are there any disciples of Jesus in the house today? Yeah, amen. Give your neighbor a high five. Tell him I love you and you may be seated. Thank you, Matthew. This morning, man, I want you to really... Settle in, don't move around, get your pen, get your paper, get your Bible. How many came to church ready to learn today? How many came to church ready to grow today? I believe God's got a real good message for every single one of us this morning. And the reason I really want your full attention, because this is a very important message, because something great is happening in our midst. And I want you to learn how to discern when God is doing a new thing. How many can say amen? I want you to learn how to recognize the times and seasons a church will go through. There are seasons where God wants to do some powerful things in our midst. You say, Pastor, what is God doing at Victory Outreach San Diego? I'll tell you what's happening right now is that the spirit of the Lord is causing the spirit of the disciple to begin to rise up. God wants to raise up disciples. Look at your neighbor and tell them you are a disciple. See, the spirit of the disciple is rising in our midst, but not only the spirit of the disciple is rising. Let me tell you this. The spirit of the disciple maker is rising. If there was ever a time where you came to church and you said, I want to grow in the things of God, I want to be the person God has called me to be. I want to tell you, you are in the right place this morning. Because the spirit of the disciple and the spirit of the developer is a strong spirit. It's the spirit of, 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 that, that causes the church to reach its full potential. And that's why I want you to know that we as a church have a vision. What is our vision? That in the next two years, we're going to raise up 500 leaders in this church. Come on, somebody. Get excited about it because I'm talking about you. Leaders come in all shapes, forms, and sizes, all colors, all backgrounds, all roles. How many know that there are many types of leaders in the world in which we live? And in the next two years, we want to raise up 500 leaders in our church. So we have developed not only a vision, but we have developed a strategy. Say this with me. Say, there is a strategy. I want to tell you the strategy next Sunday in church. I want you to be here because we are going to set up a table, a booth and we're going to sign up every person who has a desire to be discipled and trained in the things of God. Come on now. We're going to sign you up. And then on September 11th, say September 11th. Every Sunday night, we're going to dedicate our Sunday nights to discipleship. And we're going to cause for this entire church to be discipled. Because watch this. How many know we're a family? How many know we love one another? How many know we know how to love one another, take care of one another? But I want to tell you something about our church. We're going to go from being a family to being the army of God. Come on, if you want to be in that army, give God a big, big praise this morning. And that's why I love the Apostle Paul. Let me tell you about the Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul was not only a church planter, but I want you to know that he was a disciple maker. And when we read this scripture in 2 Timothy, Paul is giving us insight As he writes this letter to his spiritual son, he gives us insight to his method for effective discipleship. In 2 Timothy 2 through 1, he's speaking, Paul's speaking to Timothy. And there are some key words that I I noticed that I pulled out of the scripture that I want to bring out to you. I want to talk to those of you that want to learn about discipleship, that want to learn about making disciples. And I want to take 2 Timothy chapter 2. And I want to just pull out some key words here, five words in the scripture that we read that I believe are going to speak to you this morning. The first word I want to pull out of this scripture is the word strong. Somebody say strong. Let me tell you something, leader. Let me tell you something, developer. Let me tell you something, head of household. Let me tell you something, parent. A parent, a leader, must be strong in the grace that's in Christ Jesus. Someone say strong in grace. See, leaders in every shape, in every form, in every area, recognize the one who gives them the power for the work. How many know we have a work to do? Whether you're leading the church, whether you're leading the business, whether you're leading the family, whether you're leading the household, whether you're leading the marriage, whether you're making the money, bringing home the bacon, come on, speak to me, somebody. How many know we all have a work to do? And here's what I want to tell you is that if the work comes from God, then the power comes from god why do so many leaders fizzle out why do so many leaders become weary in the battle why do so many leaders become tired because how many know raising a family's hard? god bless 10 of you how many know raising a family's hard? how many know leading a marriage is difficult at times how many know trying to make ends meet is di- difficult at times so you know what it is to fight that battle but you recognize that when you do it in your own ability you can get tired But how many know that when you move out of your ability into God's ability, that's when you have the power to do what God has called you to do? Come on and clap if you believe it this morning. Here's what I want to teach you this morning. Listen, if the assignment and the work comes from God, then the power comes from God. And if the power comes from God, then how many know the glory goes to God? How many of you say, I'm not working for me? I'm not working for my glory. I'm not working so that people can pat me on the back. I'm working so that God's name can be glorified in everything that I do. Come on, that encouraged somebody. Because there's someone here this morning that you haven't received an accolade in a long time. No one has pat you on the back in a long time. Nobody's come along and said, You're doing a good job, Dad. You're doing a good job, mom. You're doing a good job, boss. No one comes around and lifts you up, but that's when you're encouraged. No, listen, I'm not doing it for man, anyways. I'm doing it for the Lord, the one who set me free, the one who gave me a second chance. Is there anyone here today that wants their life to glorify the Lord? Then your reward is in heaven. Come on, somebody. Now, let me, let me share this with you. Why do we need to be strong in this understanding? Because we don't train disciples based on our experience alone. And we certainly don't train disciples to self. This thing's not about popularity. We're not training and discipling people to ourself. To your neighbor, don't disciple to self. We're training our disciples to the Lord. Because... He gets the glory because he gives us the power for the work that he's called us to do. See, what causes a disciple to stand in tough times, watch this, is not their knowledge of ministry. I hear a lot of disciples talking about, I know how to do ministry. I know how to do ministry. That's great. Good for you. I'm proud of you. But let me tell you something about ministry. Ministry is not going to keep you in tough times. When tough times come, ministry's not going to hold you. What's going to hold you is the word of God and the power of God and the truth of God's word. Come on, somebody being rooted and planted in the word of God. Somebody say amen. See, disciples aren't strong because of ministry. They're strong, just like I said to you last time, because of the life of Christ. It's the life of Christ that gives us strength. See, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, that's why Paul, let me, let me just read, I'm going to try to get to this word, hopefully I can get there, I'm moving fast. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, that's why Paul is dealing with the church and, and, and look what he says to them in a Corinthians, right? In, in, in chapter 3, verse 5, he says, who then is Paul and who then is Apollos? But ministers to whom you believe As the Lord gave to each one, he says, watch this. I planted, Apollos watered, but who gave the increase? Come on, say it strong. Who gave the increase? Who brought the blessing? Who raises the man up? Who raises the woman up? Who raises up your authority? Who gives you spiritual authority? Who keeps you strong in the trial? Who keeps you going forward when all hell is breaking loose? Come on, somebody. Come on, give God glory. Give God praise. Man is here to help, but how many know it? it's God that makes us strong? And so, as leaders, we must have this understanding. As disciples, we must have this understanding. So, the first thing I pull out is the word strong. Somebody say strong. The second word I pull out of this scripture is the word heard or hearing or, or using your ears. Come on now. Because, watch this a disciple must be a listener mm it must be a, a listener a listener a person who has an open ear to the things of God you know a, 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 a disciple which means a pupil or a, or a learner watch this values the word of their teacher what did I tell you if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna see dry bones live what do you need you need a word you need a preacher you need the Bible you need a preacher and you need a Bible study come on somebody because that's what's going to bring you back to life. Ask your neighbor, are you a hearer? Are, 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 is your ear open today? See, a, a disciple values the word of their teacher. In Matthew chapter 11, uh, in verse 15 through 18, you can read later because I don't want to break. I don't wanna, but you read it later. Write that down. Matthew 11, 15 through 18, Jesus is speaking to listeners to impenitent cities. And what he's saying, he's saying, he who has an ear, let him hear. He who has an ear, let him hear. What what Jesus was doing with these people is he was saying that not everyone who sits under the word and not every person who is being taught hears the word and heeds the word. He was sharing with the people how the many prophets had came to preach, but no one was hearing what they were saying. Oh, my God. He said, that's why they were on a downward slide. Come on, somebody. That's why things weren't getting better. That's why they weren't growing. Because just because, hear me, just because you're in a place where you're being taught doesn't necessarily mean that you're hearing what's being taught. Ah, come on somebody. See, the ones saying amen are listening to me. The ones who ain't saying nothing to me, you're you're not hearing me. You're thinking about Denny's. You're you're, you're wrestling with this word. You you come on somebody. You're not hearing me. And if you want to be a disciple and you want to grow and you want to see dry bones come back to life and you want to see your family get better, you've got to come to church. You got to come to the house of the Lord with an open ear. You got to come ready to listen. Come on, Victor Outreach Sandy. You got to re- you got to value the words of your teacher. You you've got to value Hear the words of your pastor, even when the words don't tickle you. Come on, somebody. You still got to have an open ear. You got to say, pastor, speak into my life. You're the vessel of God. Use the word. Preach the word. Come on, somebody. He who has an ear, let him hear. The purpose of the word, watch. Is this good? The purpose of the word is to bring change in your life. You ever met that Christian they'd say, man, they always go into church, but they still cuss? Always going to church, still struggling with the problems of the past? Now, I'm not here to put you down, but here's what every Christian must do who is in the house of the Lord. Is this too strong for you? Every Christian, are there any Christians here? Are there any disciples here? Watch, every disciple, every Christian must question their heart. Because if you are sitting under the word and your life is not changing, that means it's a heart problem. Jesus said there were four types of heart. The stony heart, come on somebody. The thorny heart, come on somebody. The the, the different types of hearts, he says, but there was a heart that was good ground. And an open ear, an open spirit is good ground. when the bible is preached watch this when when the word of god is being preached and your ear is open watch the word comes into your life it goes from your hearing to your heart to your hand what's the bottom line of the word somebody say change somebody say action the bottom line if you are a disciple and you are someone who comes to church You must ask yourself, is the word getting from my hearing to my heart to my hand? In other words, am I taking the word of the preacher and am I putting it into action? Come on and help your preacher this morning. Am I acting out? Am I walking out the word? Am I being that better Christian? Am I following the Lord closely? Am I being a better husband? Am I loving more? Am I changing? Am I more humble? Come on, somebody. Is the word causing us to change? Woo, this is good stuff. Someone say action. The third word I see is not only strong and heard, but these next two words uh, go together, and and, and I want to bring this out. Someone say commit. And someone say faithful. Now, Paul is speaking to Timothy. He tells him, commit this to faithful men. The word commit in this context means to hand over or to entrust. And when something is of great value, watch, you are careful who you allow to hold it. Hey, if you just bought the iPhone 6 and spent all that money on it, and you didn't have a case on it or a cover, come on now. And someone said, can I hold it? He said, no, 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 I seen your phone. You can't hold my phone, your phone's all cracked. Come on, somebody. You're not cracking this thing. Come on, somebody. Someone say, commit. So, Paul is telling his son Timothy to commit to hand over something of great value. Understand me when I tell you what you're learning in church has great value, it's greater than what you learn in college. Watch me blow someone's mind. All you college students. Oh, yeah, you know what you're learning here. There's a lot of dumb college graduates. I'll tell you why. They got a lot of book knowledge, but they have no common sense. Come on, somebody. What you're learning is valuable. Say it's valuable. It's more valuable than you, what you learn in college. It's more valuable than what you learn in, in trade school. It's more valuable than what you learn growing up in the Rasa or Black Power or whatever scene you come out of. This is valuable stuff. This stuff will change your life. But even though the gospel is valuable, watch this. The gospel must still be given. The gospel is not something that we keep to ourselves. Come on, somebody. It's good that you're winning. But is your family winning too? It's good that you're winning. Ooh, he said, man, Pastor, I'm winning, boy. I'm, life is good. Oh, man. I'm, I got the glory. I got the joy. But are your family people winning? Or have you held on to what's valuable for yourself? I mean, no, we've got not just to keep it, we've got to give it out. Huh? We've got to give it out. Do you agree with me? He tells Timothy, go ahead and go share what I've given you. Commit this knowledge to the second word, to faithful men. Say faithful. That's the next word I pull out. Paul tells Timothy, watch this, to be strategic and intentional in who he teaches and trains for the ministry. Now, now you say, well, what does it mean to be faithful? Pastor Anthony spoke a powerful message last Sunday. Were you here? About faithful. Powerful message. Watch it on YouTube. It was good. It ministered to me. But here, faithful man, is terminology used, watch this to describe those who are hungry to receive and also give. If you have something valuable, you wanna make sure you give it to someone who's hungry for it. Talk to me. You don't don't wanna force someone to love something you love so much. How many of you love God? You love the gospel. You love the vision, come on. You love what God is doing in your life. So you love it and you want to give it to those who will love it as much as you love it or even love it more, but then you also want to give it to people who will not only love it and hoard it for themselves, watch, but they'll also give it out. It's that good, come on. Are there any ex-drug addicts in this place? Come on now, I don't want to have to get all VO on you, but let me just do it to bring out a point. Is that, you know, you found some good stuff, boy. You don't keep it to yourself. You wanna hook a brother up. Well, how many know the gospel's that good? And we gotta hook a brother up. We gotta hook a sister up. We gotta pass it on to those who will value it, but also, watch this, who will also give it out to others. What are faithful people? How are you learning today? Watch this. Faithful people are channels. Faithful people are not hoarders, but they're channels. Put your hand on your heart and say, I am a channel. Faithful men, faithful women. Paul tells Timothy, give this to faithful people. Give this to channels. Here's what I believe, church, and I want you to catch this. If you catch anything from this message, catch this this morning. Here's what I believe. I believe you are taught to teach. That's why you come to church. You don't come to church to get spiritually fat. Talk to me. You are taught to teach. Say this with me say, I am taught to teach. You are taught by your pastor. You sit under the word of your leaders. You sit under Bible teaching. You sit under this vision. Not so that you can keep it to yourself. You are taught to teach. Take it home with you. Take it to work with you. Come on, somebody. Teach someone what you are learning. Pass it on. You are a leader. You are a channel of blessing. You are an authority. Come on, help me this morning. You got what it takes. You've got a word in your mouth. You've got a fire in your spirit. It's like fire that is shut up in your bones. it to yourself you'll die if you keep it to yourself come on and pour it out come on and give it you are taught to teach watch this you are blessed to be a blessing you're not blessed to keep it for yourself you're blessed to give it to others you are lifted to lift come on somebody when you came in you needed a lift some of you literally need to live. You need to lift a church. Talk to me. Can you take me to church? I don't have a car. Come on. But now you got a car. Come on, somebody. You got a nice car. You're going somewhere. You got a few things. You you came in at ground level, but what happened is the gospel lifted you up. Somebody lifted you up. Listen, you are lifted now to lift. You need to be lifted, but now go out and lift somebody else. Go out and help some. Come on, somebody. The same way God helped you, the same way someone lifted you up, who are you lifting up? Who are you encouraging? You are encouraged to be an encouragement. Come on now. God fills you up so you can fill others up. Talk to me. You are love to love. Listen, you are cared for. Watch, to care for. That's what I hope happens when you come to church. I hope you feel the love. You feel the care. All Everything that's put in this service, the spirit of God is able to move in your life. You come in. You walk out. You you come in tired. You you walk out strong. You come in depressed. You walk out happy. You come in down. You walk out up. You said, I've been cared for. Someone hugged me. Someone told me I look good today. Someone told me I lost five pounds. They were lying, but they told me anyway. I got cared for. Come on, someone served me. Someone loved me. Someone encouraged me. So what am I going to do? I'm going to leave this place and I'm going to care for somebody else. I'm going to go love somebody. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm a faithful man. I'm a faithful woman. I'm a channel of God's blessing. How many know that's what a disciple is. You are comforted to comfort. I'll tell you, take these sermons and preach them. Steal them. Take your notes, take them to your Bible, preach my stuff, preach it. Use it, take credit for it. I don't care. You don't got me, give me credit. My wife steals my stuff all the time. Steal this sermon, brother. Take the points. Take the illustration. Listen, you are comforted to be a comfort. Take this word to your Bible study. Take this word. Say, man, I got a word for you. You are lifted. I came to, come on, somebody. Help me preach this morning. God wants to use your life. Tell your neighbor, go ahead and steal it. Go ahead and steal that word. Take it, we put it on YouTube for free. We don't charge nobody for nothing. We don't make you buy tapes, we don't do nothing. It's all free because we recognize as disciples, we're not here to keep it to ourselves. The glory doesn't go to us, the glory goes to the Lord. God gets all the glory. It's all his anyways, can I hear an amen? Take it, give it, be a channel. Come on, give God the biggest, biggest praise you can. I'm almost done this morning. You're getting some today. Are there any disciples in the house this morning? Growing the disciples, growing the disciples, be strong, be a, be a hearer, a listener, commit, be faithful. And then the last word we have here in the portion of scripture is a deep word here, and it's going to get quiet for a minute, but I really want you to catch this because Paul uses the word son, son. And you know, Paul gave this title to Timothy, right? When he started the verse, he said, my son Timothy, right? He he referred to him many times as his son. But notice that Paul, he didn't simply call him son based on the fact that Timothy came to know Christ and know the ministry through Paul's ministry. We know the story of Timothy, his grandmother, his mother had faith. And Paul reached that household and saw Timothy and saw him as a young apprentice and pulled him in, right? But that didn't that's not really what made him a son. It wasn't that he put him over the Ephesus church, and that church grew to 30,000 people. That, that wasn't why he was a son. It wasn't his success that made him a son. But Timothy was a son, watch, because Timothy endured hardship with Paul. Can I talk to the disciples today? Are there any disciples in the house? What takes you from being a disciple to a son, or to a daughter in the faith? What, what, what causes you to go to that prestigious level? What, what brings that about? I'll tell you that, that, that can only be brought about, my friend, not during good times, but it can only be brought about during tough times. Paul, Paul knew what it was to go through tough times. Can you agree? Paul was locked up. He was beaten. He was stoned. He went through many trials. Did you know that Timothy was in prison with Paul? Do you know that? That they were thrown into prison together. How we know that when you got a disciple that will go to prison with you, you got a good disciple? <laughs> Hopefully you're not getting thrown in for the wrong things now. I heard a story out of Denver, Victor Outreach. Good brother I know, brother Rich, man. But had kidney problems for a long time. And he, man, this is a good man. He loves the Lord. He gives his all to the ministry. A young guy's kidneys are going out. Both kidneys are failing. He so said, if he doesn't get a kidney, he's going to die. He's going to pass away. And um, we were praying for him and encouraging him. He's, he owns a business, a construction business. He helps the pastor there in the church as a minister on staff. Preaches, does all he can when he's healthy, but needed a miracle. Good people, good young leaders in the church, young adults. And we were praying for him. And, you know, we heard the news that he said, you know what, Rich got approved for his kidney. And we were like, wow, he got a kidney. Where did the kidney come from? You know where it came from? His disciple. Wow. Someone say wow. His disciple loves him so much. He says, you know what, I love you so much, and I know you need this kidney, you have children, you, you love the Lord, you give it. He says, you know what, you could have one of my kidneys. You could have one of my kidneys, man. And, 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 you know, and I said, that's a good disciple. And then I started looking at my disciples. <laughs> and I said, I don't know if I want any of their kidney. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just like, I think I'll take David Todd's kidney. He might have got the best kidney out there. <laughs> or Miller, man. He... My God. I mean, that's a good disciple. I'm sure Rich will no longer say, that's my disciple. I'm sure he's going to say, that's my son. <laughs> that's a special title. When you can endure with your leader, endure with, your, with, with those that who birthed you in the gospel, who ministers with you, who, who speak to you, who, you know, marry you, who bury your family members who encourage you, who get behind you, who call you in the late night hour, who text you, who tell you they love you, who have you over their home. I'm sure you can get behind a leader like that. How many can thank God for leaders that have been like that, who love you in tough times? Come on, who continue to reach out to you in tough times? Come on, how many are grateful for your leaders? Grateful? Are there any disciples here today that say, I want to be more than a disciple. I want to be a son. I want to be someone that It's gonna stand. You know, I thank God. I wanna maybe end this message. Add more, but I think I'm gonna end it. But I thank God for my disciples that I could really call sons and daughters. You know, they've been able to really come around us. Even yesterday, you know, they all have their own children, they all have their own. Families now, I remember when they were all single, now they're all blessed. A, lot of, a few of them believe in force still. They've got to get, get them married. Help them, Lord, right now in Jesus' name. But anyways, they have their own families, their own children. But then when it's our, we have a need, they, they abandon that and they come to our aid. It's very humbling to see that, to feel that, to be on the receiving end of that. Um, my daughter's party yesterday. We had a birthday party for her. And um, one year, you know, a year ago, we were in the hospital. She had that party on a chemotherapy bag. This year, she's healed. And God came through. And who are the ones that did it? All of our disciples. Who are more like sons and daughters. Who, who serve and I'm sitting there broken and say, look at them serve sweeping, moving tables. All. I said, my God. You know, it's how you're humble and you feel humbled and broken by that. You know, that's a son, that's a daughter that really comes to your aid in the tough times. They would go to the hospitals. Many of you, many of you did. Be there, cook for us. I remember the Spanish cook. We were just giving, giving, giving. Other you know, people that don't come to the church that we made an impact. One of our UTC Graduates many years ago was sending us gifts, sending my daughter gifts in the hospital from up there in Sacramento, one of our first UTC grads. And, and that impacts you. It's powerful. Isn't that powerful? And even, you know, I think of how God is able to take a disciple, watch this, and turn them into a son. But then, you know, God's even able to take your natural family and turn them into a disciple, and then make them into a spiritual son and daughter as well. I begin to think, I thank God for all my kids, my beautiful girls, four girls. That's pretty heavy. (laughs) I tell people that, and they get all tripped out, you know, so I take it easy, man. (laughs) Um, I'm straight, trust me, I got a lot of manhood in me. But (laughs) the thing is... Um, all my beautiful kids, you know, beautiful girls. Aren't they beautiful? They're all gorgeous. But even with them, you know, God is teaching them how to be disciples. And I couldn't, I was preparing this message and I looked at Zanel. She spoke last Sunday night, man. She's a communicator. She gets down. But I, you know, look at her and you know what? She is, is that she's like not only my daughter, but I realize she's like my disciple. And when we got, when, when Rizzy got sick, we got sick, but Rizzy got sick, what did she do? She right away kicked into another mode, another dimension. It was weird. It was crazy to see it. She goes, I'm coming out of school. I don't care about my junior year. I'm going to take home studies. I'm going to be at this hospital every day. I'm going to help. I'm going to bring food. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help. I'm going to spend the night where Rizzi wants me. I'm going to take care of the house. I'm going to do this. It was crazy. She went from daughter to disciple, <laughs> hardcore. Then she had a 16th party for her 16th birthday, sweet 16. And how many of them, there's any other sweeter 16-year-old girl at Zanel? Yeah. Big party plan. She would have received a lot of money. You know They like to give them money. And she would have received a lot of money, even probably thousands. And she had that planned, it was already planned. She said, I don't want it. I don't want that party. T- take that off, I don't want it. Never complained, never held it over our head, never said, you owe me. I know a lot of kids that would do that. You owe me, you know, you, you know, I hate this family. All these problems, you know, they could say, didn't complain, just said, I don't want it. God knows. And I looked at this girl, and I no longer looked at her as a, my daughter. And I said, I said, God is in this girl. God is in this kid. And she came to our aid. Even still does. A lot of times I have a problem. I don't call Roberta. <laughs> I don't call Georgina. I don't call Chris. I call Zanel. Got it, Dad. <laughs> Put some money on my card. I'll get it done. <laughs> I always got to pay no matter what. But she gets it done. I use that example in that even God has called us to work with our children. Does it doesn't make sense? Do you see how important your role is? I think it's because of my wife that Z is real good in that area. You know. And uh, I think me too. I get some credit too, I think. I sound like Trump now, huh? I get some <laughs> credit too, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm good. I'm awesome. I am awesome, thank you, thank you very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, amen. Come back out, I'm watching too much politics lately. Where are you at as Matthew comes? You know, the Jesus style of discipleship was that he was intentional, he was intense, and he was impactful. I'll share it another time. But I feel God moving this morning that there are many of us here today you see, Pastor, I, 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 God's doing a work in my life. Something's happening deep in my life that I've never felt. It's something real. It's not like the time before, it's something real that's happening in my life. I'm starting to understand these things. I'm starting to understand these things. I'm starting to really get this thing called the Christian faith. And I recognize that I'm not just called to come to church and you know, just come and check in. No, i am come to grow. I come to grow. How many of you say that? I, I'm here to grow, man. I'm here to grow. Are you that person? Are you here? To, I'm here to grow. I'm here to do this thing. And, you know, I really believe that God has a plan for your life. Let, let me share this with you. When Jesus picked his 12 disciples, you know that they were rejects? we always say that, but you say, well, why were they rejected? Well, because they didn't qualify for the school, the Beth Talmud. They felt sure for the rabbis to teach them. So they were kicked out of the Beth Talmud. But Jesus went over to them and says, hey, man may reject you, but God doesn't reject you. How many of you have ever dropped out of school, been kicked out of school? Come on, well, lift your hand. I'm with you. All right. Well, you qualify today, amen. And let me tell you this, this is a better school. Come on, help me preach, clap. This is a better school. This is the school of the Holy Ghost. Come on, this is the school of God's word. This is the place where you are going to see great things happen in your life. All you need to do is respond, no matter what level you're at. You say, Pastor, I've been struggling with my faith. That's okay, respond. Pastor, I'm a disciple already. That's okay, respond. I'm a leader already. Hey, listen, even leaders peek out. You know, leaders could hear the word every week. It doesn't mean they're still changing. Well, I could quote scripture. Good, but are you changing? Is it getting from your heart to your hands? Is God using you? Are you being used to your full capacity? And I want to pray for those of you disciples this morning. I know we have many that you say, I want to grow. Yes, Pastor, this is the word I need. I'm going to grow this is my year to grow Uh uh-uh no more excuses all barriers you move i'm gonna grow i want god to teach me i want to be trained in the word of god i'm ready to go to another level as they prepare that song i don't know what song it is make me a soldier make me a soldier and if you say i want that i want to be that soldier i want to answer the call you come on up here you come on up here and talk to the lord and and you just say god do that work in my life that's all it is